0: Before we wander on into the episode, I just want to make sure that everyone goes out there and hits up the YouTube, check out the Spotify, check out Apple, wherever you're listening or watching to this uh, podcast, is to go down, like it, subscribe, hit the bell if it's YouTube, make sure you're getting those reminders. We do put these out every week, um, so make sure you do do all that. It helps us out, and in the long run, we can make better things. So again, like, subscribe, all that fun stuff.
1: Overweight ones. You're not getting...
0: How funny um, would
1: that be, though? Oh, it'd be hilarious. you just see a tubby <laughs> sasquatch out there. <laughs> that I think that's how we would see him. Yeah. It be a lazy one.
0: <laughs> the first one we ever see will be tubby. <laughs>
1: so good you know you can go into a trash can to eat out of a trash can picking up like half a pizza someone threw away yeah
0: or a Kit Kat or a twinkie <laughs> yeah
1: exactly <laughs> We can wander our way over you know because this is wandering ways what's bigfoot possibility
0: Clink. clink click clack clickety clack the click of the clack how are we doing
1: good mine was a mine was a little bit longer you know like a gong i did a clink this time you know
0: yeah i noticed that
1: yeah I noticed that i wonder I've, how i've I been, want- uh, I've been oh.
0: watching uh, i have a coworker, and we send each other videos and we play this game concussion or not where we just send pretty gnarly videos on instagram back and forth but sometimes people put funny, uh, like, audio to these horrific videos. Oh, I bet. Sometimes you'll see someone get hit, and they'll be like, boom, somebody give rid body. <laughs> oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Or uh, what's another one? You'll hear it. will start off. It'll be like, somebody wants to, yeah. like, right on the drop, they get hit. <laughs>
1: That's the. Uh, I see that one in the that one in the Jeep community. That ex- I know which one you're talking about because it's like they hit like a rock or something. Yeah, they
0: any anything they get hit. There's just like some, and then there's a pause and body
1: once. Totally,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's how it happens. You know, I wonder how our wanderers are doing today. I think uh, it's the nice, beautiful spring day. Um,
0: we are officially in spring now.
1: Well, and I, and we're in April, right? I believe when this podcast comes out, it's April and April, you know, was it April showers bring me flowers? I hope (laughs) Hope there's
0: April showers.
1: Last year there wasn't in Oregon, I don't think.
0: Uh, yeah, we, we got some rain this last weekend, but like it was rumored to rain all day. It was like half a day and it wasn't, it wasn't rain.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. I get that. The weather, like here in Billings, like These winter storms that like they rained instead of been, instead of being snow. And then you have like the fact that like it's 70 degrees this Saturday in March in Montana. And you're like, what? It was snow on the ground.
0: It was like 78 today
1: here. I mean, it's beautiful weather. Don't get me wrong. Oh, it is.
0: It's a tease though, because it's supposed to rain like this weekend and stuff. Yeah. So, but that's what Oregon's known for. Oregon's known for teasing you from like February until like June with like beautiful weather, rain, beautiful weather, rain. Sometimes multiple times in the same day.
1: Oh, I totally, I totally get that about Oregon. You, you would leave in, in, in the spring or fall. You yeah. would leave in jeans and a sweater. You'd want to go home about half, half the day to put shorts and a t-shirt on. And then later in the day when, you know, when it gets dark again, you're like, where are my jeans and sweater? Cause it's, Mm -hmm. it's it's cold. Yeah. Yeah. That must be the weather you're talking about that you're getting now that we're supposed to get this weekend. And I'm, I'm like low key debating. I want to get out on the water. You know, yeah. I want to. I want to take my kayak out and, you know, get on get on the water. And there might still be some ice in spots, but there'll be some spots where there's not ice. And with a hot weekend like this, oh, I think it'll be great up in the mountains.
0: Yeah, that would be getting a doing a little kayak.
1: I like it. It's fun. Um, I'm kind of. Well, I'm kind of <laughs> mad because like I, I hit up Jared and he was like you know i was like what are you you know he's like what are you doing this weekend and we're talking and he he asked me what i was doing he's like we should go down to yellowstone and go like into the park a little bit more because like with the way the weather's being you know those roads should be pretty good and i looked at the maps and all the roads are are closed because they're plowing a lot in the park this time of year and they're getting the park ready um like in the April, when I April May, they're getting the park ready for the for the traffic. And honestly,
0: well they got like, what two months now um, from when we're recording this to prime time.
1: <laughs> uh, honestly, yeah, exactly. And we're gonna I was looking at it and some of the roads there, there's gonna be some construction going on. You you know that bridge that I tell you every time I see a bear at? Yeah. That bridge is gonna be under construction. Oh really? Yeah, right there going into Lamar Valley this year. Um probably
0: still not gonna see a bear there.
1: No. <laughs> you won't.
0: <laughs> Every time you tell me there's gonna be a bear, I always see bears. I've gone by that bridge many times now. And <laughs> haven't seen a bear.
1: <laughs> that's right where we saw that one breastfeed, those two cubs, me, Jared and Thea and Tyler. Yeah, that's what you're saying. No, it uh But then there, then down south, going into Tetons, there's going to be some construction there too. So plan wisely, guys, if you're planning on going to the park this summer. Uh, I know we are. Um, We got that. I, I mean, I put it on the agenda. I don't know where Mark's just getting in the car
0: (laughs) or Yellowstone, right?
1: Yeah, for Yellowstone. Yeah,
0: yeah, because we're. I'm gonna be tired. So,
1: (laughs) well, that's. I mean, I think that's kind of good. You know, we'll do a nice drive through the park, taking the sights. Oh, sp- I'll
0: be tired, but like I'll be okay to like walk if we need. Oh, good. Oh, good. I like we can get out and hike. I'm not gonna be able to do like you know some serious hiking, but
1: oh, we'll do a nice flat trail. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing with elevation because you'll be tired. Your legs will be sore in that sense.
0: Yeah, I'm sure I'm gonna be tired, but um, who
1: knows? We might take you down to the good old hot springs and uh, fix that problem.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to figure out the schedule for that today, but that's different talk.
1: That's different. We'll talk talk. about that after the podcast because this is is
0: more fun. I mean, the weather is starting to get a little bit better, so we can get outside and do many more things. Um, but 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 but
1: that's what I like about this. The warm weather is you get to see the the Rougarou in action more. You know, like we said, I want to take the kayak out. I want to get Mm -hmm. on the water i want to get into the places we we haven't been able to get to uh because the winter and i feel like that with the podcast we sometimes in the winter we hit that like lull of we're not getting out because like it's negative 20 i don't want to go anywhere (laughs) it's pissing rain i don't want to leave my house
0: yes uh no that that and that's typical winter um you know so things well i mean we'll get out and do a lot more things i know i already have last weekend i went on a 40 kilometer bike ride um, through some trails so um, things will be we'll be able to get out I think I might have a weekend I don't know what the weather's supposed to be like I heard it was going to be rain but it could be a little bit nicer than I thought uh, this weekend so maybe I'll get out and do something this weekend as well um, but no today we're not just talking about the weather
1: no we're talking today. About- into the weather to look for somebody
0: yeah no today we are gonna give you some tips some facts and some interesting things about the hide and go seek champion still running to this date um, bigfoot or sasquatch himself this is all Bigfoot talk today.
1: Or <laughs> as Mark likes to call him, our boy big.
0: Yeah, our boy big. <laughs> this is our boy big. Um,
1: exactly. And, and you know what? I just want to get it get it started off. He's never killed anybody. Like, they tried that allegedly, one. Allegedly,
0: he was allegedly, um, he killed those uh, farmers in the Sasquatch documentary, which we do a great podcast about that one. So make sure you go check that one out.
1: Yeah, and I think it's time. You know, I think it's time we drop in a bigfoot episode. We like you said, you have we have the the Sasquatch series on Hulu that we talked about, where they try and frame our boy Big for being a murderer. He ain't no, no murderer. No. Um, there's uh, we talk with Bigfoot researcher Rick Rells and his awesome uh, experience in the Bigfoot mm-hmm. industry and what they do in I Know Squatch and their Etsy store. Uh, we also talk with uh, the Big Red Eye. I yes. Think. And, and his, his searches of Dogman and Bigfoot. And you get kind of an interest with those three episodes, I think, to talk about, you know, as them, you get a diversity of some, of some Sasquatch. And with this one, we're trying to bring you more of the who is Sasquatch or what is Sasquatch. You know, we talk about Mark's Sasquatch encounter where you, you know, you mistook him for a bear. So this is a fuzzy creature, you know.
0: Yes, and he often does get mistaken for bears. Um, but yeah, no, we, we're we giving you more facts than other than the fact that he is the reigning
1: hide-and-go-seek champion. So, um, You remember the t-shirt I got Thea down when we were in the Redwoods, right? No. I It's the Bigfoot one that says, I've been social distancing longer than all of you.
0: Oh, I, I got a social distancing. I should have actually wore that one today. Um, I've worn it on one of the podcasts. I can't remember which one. Um go and look for it. Send me a message. I'll send you stickers. I got a ton of them. Look, right here, I'll send you some wandering way stickers. You just got to tell me which one and what I'm wearing that shirt. Um and you can look at all the videos. I think that one's probably gonna be on YouTube though. So make sure you go and check out the YouTube.
1: Oh, and I want to, as you bring up stickers, I I, I want to give Janice a shout out on the Instagram. She reached out to the Ruguru and asked for some Wandering Way stickers. So shout out to Janice. Thank you so much. Uh, we're glad you're tuning in. So thank you.
0: We love it. We love it. We love it. Um, but, okay, we're going to start off with some of the easy, easy facts. Things you need to know uh, when you're out looking and you're like, is that our boy, Big? Exactly. My um, big things is his height. Yeah, <laughs> he's uh, a tall guy. Yeah, he. Um, there's two kind of thoughts to how tall he is. There's the six to nine foot range, or there's the ten to foot fifteen foot range. So,
1: and I've heard I've heard both ranges even being used as like adult and juvenile for yes, both I too. So. Basically, it's your humanoid type, tall human, your Yao Ming's walking around. your Yeah, you're, yeah you're, gonna
0: you're gonna see. Um, was it? Um, oh, shoot. What is it? he? Was another basketball player? He played for Boston. Um, he was a, it was like, wasn't it Taco? Uh, oh, Taco Fall? Yeah, Taco Fall. He is another ginormous human being. Uh, Bigfoot is probably up there with him in size. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and, and not only that is he's a furry creature. Yes. He's a tall, furry creature. So this thing, to me, and this is my personal belief, I don't, I, I, I've heard stories. I've heard stories from the Navajo. I've heard stories from the Crow, uh, from various tribal people up in Washington about the Bigfoots and what they've seen. And it sounds like they do groom themselves. But my belief is you're a giant furball walking around a forest. You're going to have tree you're going to look like a ghillie suit walking around in my thought.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm sure they do somewhat like maintain um their coats. Um but you know, it's got to
1: be hard. <laughs> so well, I- I think so. I mean, it's it's for. I mean, you go. I go hunting. I know you've been hunting. You hunt uh, an animal that has a little bit thicker fur. You know, a deer and elk. They don't really have that same thicker fur, but you look at like a bison or a bear, and like their fur, they'll have you know bugs in it. They'll have uh, you know sap or something from a tree in it. So it's going to be kind of matted too. I think um the story that i was telling you about now and i've talked about it on the podcast before is that the horses down there would go up into the mountains where the bigfoot supposedly lived and the horses would come back with their hair braided
0: oh yeah you have talked about that
1: before yeah so i i assume like with some maintenance uh they might even braid their own hair if that if that story reams true
0: yeah no it, it wouldn't surprise me um you know and but one thing I've seen, um, with a lot of Bigfoot sightings, when you get up close or closer to uh, Bigfoot is they talk about the smell being pretty bad, uh, Yeah, pretty and, pungent.
1: And that was something I think we even talked to Rick about Yeah, is, is the smell, um, the, the, the fact that you have to, like, almost go out at night to see them because their eyes even have, like, a more of a nocturnal-looking eye. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, it makes sense. You know, you you come across, like, any animal, they do kind of smell. You know, they're not taking baths or showers like we are. Yeah, they'll go in the water, but, like, the is full of silt and other, you know, algaes and stuff, so it's not going to be... Yeah, necessary. and they
0: don't have dove.
1: So yeah, yeah, they don't have soap. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so they don't have dove uh, or uh, they don't have deodorant. So, you know, they, uh, they sweat, so they're gonna create smells.
1: <laughs> well, and, and you're talking about a giant, right? So yeah. my thought, too, is you got the smell of a giant, you know, like, I look up, like in high school, the basketball players, right? They were big dudes, they, they were sweaty after games, and they stunk after games. And I'm thinking you're a big, like ape-like man walking through the forest. You know, you're going to get stinky.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's very true. You are, you are going to smell. Um, going along to keeping with some of the facts about, like, the size and shape of our boy Big. Um, this one, I, I just want to say, because I think it's kind of funny, is <laughs> this one stating that he weighs about 35 stones. So whatever the st- I don't know what stone they use for this measurement which is why I think it's funny. Um, so it's like okay, 35 of them. That's uh, that's what we got.
1: Are we talking yeah, are we talking the little guys or the big guys? Yeah, yeah.
0: right? What kind of what kind of stone? All right, what is this stone made out of? Is it, you know, what kind of rock is it?
1: I if I had to guess, I would say you're looking at you know 300 to 900 pounds
0: yeah i i would think so i would think so too um you know I definitely for... think he's got to be about three to nine uh probably yeah. closer to the fours
1: well have you ever seen those like tuna shows those big big thousand pounder tunas they catch where it's like you know they lay it down and the thing's huge yeah that's what i that's you know that's kind of my thought you know is yeah, your average ones are gonna be seven to eight hundred pounds, but every once in a while you might come across that grandeur of a Sasquatch.
0: I know I was just my thought process and trying to judge how big um Sasquatch would be is I was thinking about Aaron Donald. And oh, was like He's a massive human being. So like if you just like double or maybe even tripled, you know, you're gonna be looking at four or five hundred pounds. <laughs> So then that was my, my guess on how to judge how big uh, Sasquatch is.
1: Well, I would say of like a lean muscle, too. Because the other thing you're not getting with these things is you're not getting overweight ones. You're not getting...
0: How funny uh, would that be,
1: though? Oh, it'd be hilarious. you just see a tubby <laughs> Sasquatch out there. <laughs> well, that, I think that's how we would see him yeah no, I'm just gonna be a lazy one
0: the first one we ever see will be tubby
1: <laughs> so good. you know he's going to a trash can to eat out of a trash can picking up like half a pizza someone threw away
0: yeah or a kit kat or a twinkie <laughs> yeah
1: exactly <laughs> exactly i you know well and what's interesting you know you bring up some interesting facts you know talking about you know, kind of who, you know, who and what he looks like, how he is. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm trying to think of our wanderers who don't know, you know, they're like Bigfoot, what's a Bigfoot, you know, Sasquatch. I'm, I'm like, we're saying, I think he's, you know, you the best type of description is going to be like a silverback gorilla, but walking. Yeah. Um, and, and, And yeah, they walk. That's the other thing is that's the, that's the difference. And you know, bears don't walk, they walk on four legs. And when they do walk on two legs, it's kind of a waddle, I feel like, because they, they're not used to doing that. Um, where, whereas the Sasquatch is more of like us humans, where we, we walk kind of normal, um, being as big as they are i think they would kind of walk with their feet pointed outwards kind of like you do see in some of the the footprint stuff but just kind of just large you know the large like i mean legs i don't know that's just my thought
0: yeah maybe i mean i'm sure that there's a mixture um kind of similar to um humans in that way where there are some that are you know, more duck-footed, normal, and then pigeon-toed kind of. So I'm sure there's a definite difference between that. You know, um, when it does come to feet, they are you know known for having massive feet, hence, hence the name Bigfoot.
1: Um. Well, I think that's that too. That comes from like the cat. Like that's all the the true evidence that has been out there, the main evidence that has been out there is these footprints, is the castings of these large feet. Um, I personally like to think they're real because not, I mean, obviously not all of them. You know, some of them are going to be hoaxes. Some of them are going to be fake or staged, but there's enough out there to where I think there is some truth and history behind it um, when it comes to like, yeah, that actually could be a Bigfoot footprint. Um, the people like, that's the other thing is I think sometimes the people, they, they discredit those doing the research because there are some whack, wackos and, and loonies that believe in this kind of stuff, you know, and you may call me a wacko or loony cause I believe in it. And that's fine. But, you know, you look at guys like Grover Krantz, you know, who was dedicated himself to research. You look at like, uh, the Patterson Gimlin film and those old men going to their deathbeds, saying no this is this is that and you look at like Jeff Melbourne of Idaho who he he studied like he's a college professor who studies anthropology but he has the fun in the Bigfoot he has the fun with like hey I'm going to do a class on this as opposed to everything else and you you can't necessarily discredit those guys because they have put in the time and effort and history and everything that goes into their research and and knowledge for everything
0: yeah you know they've definitely worked hard Uh, that's very true they've worked they've worked quite hard to figure out if this guy is real or not Um, and I'm thankful for it because I think they've done a good job you know uh, the the other one like for evidence wise isn't like most of it is the casting of footprints um, Mm -hmm. for sure I mean we talked about footprints um with Don the big red sky or big red sky um and you know that's the big one but there's also been cases of hair people looking into hair um there's even rumor the fbi has looked at um, bigfoot hair and trying to figure out if bigfoot is real or not um apparently they have never released the results or they're inconclusive or something like that there's um i forget the researcher's name but there's research down in texas that claims they have actual bigfoot dna um, but no scientific journal will publish it that goes into the discrediting of the work that they do so you
1: know 100 and and i i There's a I forget the name, and I have told you to listen to this podcast. Um, But it's a lady, and she's a journalist, and she dives in kind of to Bigfoot and talks about Bigfoot, and she's actually related to Grover Krantz, and and kind of interesting theory there. But they go and actually investigate in Washington some beds, so some some matted down trees, some large circular beds so you know when you go out in the fields you can go see where like deer sleep at night because they lay down these beds or elk or b- bison whatever um and, and similar to that the bigfoot and they're like these things are a little more complex made where they're in a, you know they're weaving together tree branches um and they're making these things large um and they couldn't find they did dna samples on the mud and they couldn't find anything um in that study but I, I also like to think that the DNA is going to be very similar to humanoid type DNA. Um, and that might be why it would come back inconclusive or not at all. Because these things, I, I, my personal belief is that they, they've come off the line just like chimpanzees or gorillas or monkeys. You know, how like they, they, were, they were all homo, but, you know, there's a reason human is homo sapiens.
0: oh yeah 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 the um there's the the whole which that's interesting i read a book on like the oldest like humanoid like direct relative of humans um there's a book on it called i believe fossil men if i had my bookcases in my other room otherwise i'd have the actual pull the book out (laughs) but super good read highly recommend it but they talk about like the split off and so I mean I definitely believe you know that there is there is a split now the question is who did we split from right did humans split from the chimpanzee or did the chimpanzee split from humans that's different conversation but yeah you know there I definitely think there was a split because you hear of similarities between a true human or a homo sapien and then a gorilla which I'm not not totally sure the scientific name of a gorilla I can look it up though because part of me is can, uh, curious so, well
1: and you, but you're exactly right with the uh, with the uh, the gorillas and us being similar to you know chimpanzees and monkeys and even just the fact that like we, we share similar DNA to just everything around us, you know, and like even our dogs and cats, you know, we're going to share DNA with them because we're mammals, you know, we're, we're not different than the animals around us. We like to think we're different because we as a society can think and communicate on levels unbeknownst us, you know, I can send a text to someone in Tokyo right now if I really wanted to. Um, and that's communication. You know, we as a species have been able to do that. You know, not all species have been able to do that. All species are at different ages. But there has been even proof that there are monkeys that are entering a Stone Age. So the fact that you can evolve and change. Uh, and, you know, you, like you say, uh, there's a lot of history out there uh, with Bigfoot, especially in tribal history that dates back thousands of years, if not, you know, well, like you know, like what you said that they believe the art in California, there's a cave drawing of the hairy men and that's what it's called. And that's what the natives of that area has always referred to that painting as of the hairy men that live with us. Um, Yeah. And
0: for people that don't know that story, um, just so they kind of get it, um, the hairy man picture he's talking about. So, on the Toole River Indian Reservation in California, there's petroglyphs created by a group, and I'm going to butcher the name. I'm sorry. Of Yokuts at uh, Y O K U T S. If you want to help me out there, but at a site called the Painted Rock, there are alleged. There's allegedly um, some petroglyphs of a group depicted of a group of Bigfoots called the family. Uh, then the local tribesmen called the largest of the glyphs, the hairy man that uh, Zach was talking about.
1: Okay, but and there we go, thank you. And I, th- I totally think with the tribal history there, and then you take a word like Sasquatch, right? Which is a synonym for Bigfoot, but that Sasquatch word comes from the coastal Salish language in the Pacific Northwest United States. Um, there's even stories of Bigfoot going to the Chippewa and Cree tribes around the Great Lakes area. Um then you take into like American history and the people down in Florida or New Jersey or even the East Coast that have Bigfoot stories, you know, down in Arkansas, down in the Missouri Ozarks. So there, there's an understanding or a legend or lore or whatever you want to call it of this hairy creature. Living in the wilderness, away from society, um, whether that be this Bigfoot or, or or someone who's been kind of kicked out, um, it, it's it's pretty large when you look at the area. I think um, even you go over to the Himalayas, they have the Yeti, uh, which would you know be in my imagination when you hear the descriptions. And that it's your cousin if you're Bigfoot in America. You know, it's the cousin species over in the Asian continent um you know so there's when you start laying it out and putting you know i, I like to think of those crime scene you know those investigators and they're putting all the papers up on the wall yeah it's it really does start to make sense when you do that and you start to lay it out yeah no
0: totally um you know going back to kind of the native folklore the native lore about it you know a lot of there's a lot of they considered it like the protector of the woods kind of deal um so you know it would it makes it would make sense to me that there would be this i don't want to use the term outcast here but there you know there is that group that's hidden in the forest that you know know, there's um
1: like a recluse right
0: yeah recluse um but i'm trying to think there's a good um and this is an ape but it's not Bigfoot Um, there's a King Kong movie Uh, it's one of the more recent ones the Kong Skull Island and they have this island and they talk you know King Kong King of the Island but he's the protector of the island type deal so there's that kind of parallel um, that I could see with the the Sasquatch being again not a giant King Kong but you know giant ape-like creatures and being protectors of this known kind of environment, whether it's the heart of the redwoods or the mountains of uh, Montana, Idaho, you know or Wyoming or whatever or all the way New Jersey um, all the way kind of anywhere and anywhere here in North America.
1: Well I, I like I like that you say that too because I, I like to look at like our native histories and the, just take the general, public right and the general united states public and the fact that our history books do not teach you what happened to native americans from the truth you know they teach you that the white man moved west yet yeah, for manifest destiny and basically if you didn't agree with it or didn't listen to their rules you know you'd be killed um and then you had to listen to their rules and become part of their society and go through the systematic racism that still exists to this day. But what isn't taught is the fact that like before, like the Indian Wars, the reason the Indian Wars exist are because of that manifest destiny, people pushing other tribes into your land, people pushing uh, themselves, putting up fences on your land, right? That's what's gonna create those wars. Before that, there was not those wars, there was the trading posts, there was the societies where tribes intermarried other tribes, you know, there was culture, society, economics going on. And when you look at, like, the way they talk about the Bigfoot and kind of talking it as if it was almost another tribe or another group of people living in the woods doing their own thing, um, you know, calling them like your cousin, you know, or brother in the woods. Um, there's got to be, there's something there, right? There's some sort of route for that. Um, And you, you go over, like I go over to Washington. I've, I've been out on those islands. I've talked to people who have been like, here's a photo of a, a big footprint I saw this morning because they're that active in my area.
0: Yeah, uh, no, 100%.
1: you know it's crazy it's 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 interesting when because we just write it off you know because oh there's no picture there's no video evidence oh you haven't captured one so we as humans write it off
0: yeah that's uh you know that's it's not cool shit of them it's not some good shit for them but speaking of cool shit so I was kind of thinking of getting into sport fishing again, but I feel like
1: I need a good quality net. Well, you know what, Reverend? I got the key solution for you. You know, Our friends at Blue Ribbon Net make this eco-friendly aquafade bag so you're not hurting the environment. It's 100% biodegradable. Plus, the wood is locally sourced and it is also biodegradable and it's just such a great company to use. Um, the Blue Ribbon Nets, they're here in Bozeman, Montana, and we even have a discount code. That's right, if you use the code rugaroo 10 that's right, that's my Jeep, the Rugaroo. Rugaroo10, 10 rugaru R Uh, You're going to get some you discount on a Blue Ribbon Net. You know, you can get the long one if you're fishing the big fish, or you can get just the good river one, you know, if you're like me and just want to catch a lot of fish. So again, make sure you go check out Blue Ribbon
0: and use the c- promo code RUGAROO10. Hey,
1: hey there, Reverend. Um, I heard that you might be running dry on your sticker supplier. Yeah,
0: I've been looking around and I've kind of like run out of cool stickers to buy and
1: put on water bottles and stuff. Well, I, I mean, have you seen the stuff Josh has been coming out with lately? no i have not well he is doing some really cool stuff with the shop ls 574 yes they're working with indigenous communities and making some really cool stickers um he has a really cool buffalo mountain sticker there's even water bottles hats sweatshirts the whole swag and we even got a discount code for you guys yes if you use wandering ways at shop ls 574 you're going to be getting a discount on your next purchase. But not only that, you're going to be giving a percentage of that sale to the Little Shell tribe, as well as they donate a dollar of every sale to murdered and missing indigenous women. So just such a cool thing going on there. You know, you use the code Wandering Ways, W-A-N-D-E-R-I-N-G, W-A-Y-S, and you put that in there, boom, you're getting a discount.
0: that's not cool shit but this right now is time for cool shit in nature um and so what i'm gonna do here is i'm gonna bring it up so this first one i got to yet again like i always do
1: might as well huh
0: yeah i got a video and a picture we're gonna start with the video uh this is mother nature doing mother nature type things I.e., um, some ice is melting, an ice dam melted, and uh, the water is being released down the river.
1: Oh.
0: And uh, dang. if there's anything uh, people should understand, is water is powerful as shit.
1: It's crazy. I, that, this is amazing to, to watch.
0: Um, yeah. And you get what's cool about this one is all the ice that comes with it.
1: Well, because exactly what you're saying, it's that ice dam. It's that it's yeah. the ice holding all this water, holding all this wood debris, other ice chunks up, and it just goes one day. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly it. It 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 it's that one part of the river that's holding strong, holding strong, and then it just lets go. And the I'm watching that life below zero uh, from the very beginning. And and there's one guy he lives on the Yukon River. Andy yeah uh, he's a, and in 2009 the yukon river did this and it oh. flooded his whole area he had some like dog sledding dogs that got killed because of it he he was up on his roof and had to be rescued from by like a helicopter um and every year that's his worry is that spring ice breakup is because that day when it happens he's like this is the day i i, I see if my house is going to be here or not
0: like i believe morning. it because uh i mean shit you know that's why they make a big deal about dams and stuff like if they bust um you know tsunamis that's why they're so powerful
1: (laughs) so it's not necessarily like water yes is powerful you know you use water to pressure wash things to to you know just clean you know it cleans it it breaks down things you look at the coasts right that's water hitting it and wind yeah but when it comes to stuff like this think of those ice chunks think of look at the trees there's all the shit that
0: comes with it
1: yeah that's what kills people yeah that's that's very true you know look at that big old tree in there oh (laughs) yeah (laughs) well these are these guys huh
0: yeah so this is the picture this is second one um i like this one because it shows that you know, we can mingle across species here. And so, the people that are just listening, it's a picture of um, what looks to be like seven beluga whales and one narwhal.
1: Yes. Have you heard? You've seen the documentary where they talk about this, right?
0: Yes. Um, they, I believe it's on Disney Plus. Um, it's about think... the whales or uh, something whales.
1: Yeah, the different cool whales. And they tracked. A pack of narwhals like this yeah they were just they were going up and then this one like leaves them just completely leaves them and goes in the other direction and joins up with these belugas to live with these belugas
0: yeah yeah you know um it's 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 nuts that they do that you know one it's cool that they are able to actually like um mingle across like that
1: well they're cousins i think in in the species realm they're like yeah really... i
0: think they're cr- closely related um you know when it comes down to you you know i think it's bigger i think it's a smaller gap when it comes to like you know beluga to narwhal than like say beluga to an orca or a killer whale right? I, I think
1: these two are yeah some of the closest you can get with whales. yeah um but you know as they talk about the Narwhal being the unicorn of the sea, yeah, they talk about we talk about other things with Bigfoot they talk about the the just like anomalies you know like unicorns, the aliens, the just random fairies, pixies, whatever you want to call them that come into think I want to know as someone who's seen Bigfoot himself and that's probably why you're a believer because you have no other explanation for what you saw. Do you think that he is in the supernatural realm? And with that, I mean like the alien realm, where you know, there's a lot of people that believe Bigfoot's an alien and he can come and go, the orbs, all the different things. Oh, oh,
0: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't believe in the the supernatural part of Bigfoot. Um, you know, I know there's like orbs been associated with them and there's a bunch of other stuff like that. And, and I don't, I don't believe, uh, I I think he, they're just kind of nomadic creatures that live in the forest um, and yeah, the forest is massive. While it is getting smaller and smaller every day, it seems like um, the forest is still massive. We, there's a lot we still don't know about forests. Um, we can't scatter the forests um, like we think we can. So, uh, I they're to me they're a nomadic creature, wandering the forest up and down, east and north, south, east, west. They're kind of just going, going where they can, ever they can go, kind of deal.
1: Now I, I have a similar understanding and belief to you. I just had to ask because I know that's, that's quite common. Uh, yeah. A common belief is they think, you know, I'm sure you could do studies with like the electromagnetic activity in the, like in the areas around us in the, you know, uh, in our current world uh, to, to do that when you're looking for Bigfoot to see if that increases or not. But I, I, I think it's along the science. I think these, this creature is a smart creature. You know, just like the human, when you talk about that link or just the way it breaks off, I think there is some sort of comprehensive thinking going on in this creature's mind. I think that's why this creature avoids us, because it's seen the destruction and damage we have done. Uh, maybe that's it. Maybe we're supposed to be living at with the people, as hairy people as we should be. But we're not, you know, we're, we're not living in the forest. We're not living with the land. We're living against it and, and ruining it. But
0: yeah, you know, maybe the no, true meaning to world peace is when we can live in harmony with the Sasquatch. <laughs> so it, it, it could be, um, you know. So, we're so
1: in harmony with this green, beautiful world, we need to keep beautiful.
0: Yes. That, I mean, that's very true. Um, so now. I kind of want to do a little bit more of like an interesting, some facts that you may, that people claim that may or may not be true. Um, But they're facts about Bigfoot. I think some of them are true. And some of these are a little, in my opinion, a little out there. Um, But this first one I think is absolutely hilarious and awesome here. Um, so in 1965, Bigfoot was officially put on the Endangered Species list in Russia. And then Germany and France followed suit in ni- 1967.
1: That's that's really interesting to me because when 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 you look at, again, the evidence, right? One of the biggest pieces of evidence is the Patterson-Gimlin film, which comes out of California, Bluff Creek, California, um, where Roger Patterson, you know, they're, 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 are, they're sitting on horses and they film one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not terrible quality. Based for the 60s, you're like, this could be someone in a suit because the, that is the quality. But for the 60s, it's great quality. They've even broken down the film so much to think that that Bigfoot in particular is a female. Yeah, um, but 1967 is the date, and that's really interesting when you when you talk about that uh, with with those other countries doing that because that's around that same time. So what's going on in the 60s about Bigfoot? You know, you have the Korean War as well in the U.S. Yeah, you, know, you got was
0: uh, it? peace love and uh, tranquility you know right in the the beginnings of the psychedelic age
1: <laughs> it, it's an interesting it's an interesting time in our history in the world history in the united states history and you see that the like ah, like why are countries putting them on the endangered species is it a j- joke and i look at like the 60s and governments weren't really joking back then with stuff like that they were a little more serious.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I could I mean, see it today in the twenties, in the 2020s. Yeah. As a joke. But back then I don't, and I'm, I'm worried. I'm not worried, but I'm like, something probably was happening. They are, are killing me. You know, they're, they're being killed off or the, deforestation is killing them off. I'm also interested in the journals, if they can find some journals from the 49ers when they are going into california for the gold rush
0: it is interesting that you should bring up journals
1: okay. um, <laughs>
0: it is and i don't really have one from like the the gold rush age but this is a um, this is a journal Or maybe it's not a journal, but it's a book. So there's a famous president. We may know him, uh, but Theodore Roosevelt. Oh, yeah. Book in 1893, The Wilderness Hunter. Maybe it's a good read. But he writes of a story he was told by an elderly mountain man named Bauman, B-A-U-M-A-N, in which a foul-smelling bipedal creature ransacked his beaver-trapping camp, stalked him and later became hostile when a when it fatally broke his companion's neck in the wilderness in idaho montana border
1: so you're talking right here you're talking a death a bigfoot death well
0: no only an injury to the neck
1: oh so he didn't mean to hurt him well there's
0: no there's no death now he may have died later uh, yeah. this person due to the injuries to the neck, but Bigfoot did not kill the creature right then and there.
1: You know, I'm I'm interested because this is a good, it's a beaver, it's back in the day, it's older, and maybe that's the thing. Is
0: it also is also a third-party account, you know. Um, but there's a it lot is of Theodore them. Roosevelt telling us the story of a story he was told. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the telephone game. Yeah, um, I
0: played the telephone game enough.
1: It's it's uh I'm in, I'm interested in this one. Let's just say that. Um I'm interested in the fact that like you do hear these stories, but when you do hear stories of people in Bigfoot, they dedicate their lives to like they they see a Bigfoot, and it's like that moment they dedicate their life to like finding the thing again or. Or understanding it a little bit more. I'm not saying everyone who, who does that sees that or has that, but it's, it's interesting because when you listen to some Bigfooters, that it's the moment I saw him, I knew. Yeah. I'm like I wanted to do this or I wanted to do that. So that to me is also an interesting fact um, when you talk about these stories and the fact that, yes, it is a third hand. But again, Bigfoot is also one of those things that for the longest time, and I would say, before 2000s before the 2000 millennia they you know it it, you don't talk about that you're a crazy person you're you know it's kind of weird to have a Bigfoot encounter it's kind of different you're not i so you're not going to tell the story so you're going to want to tell it through a third party as well you know yeah that's interesting people you trust
0: it is it is more like when you tell a story like this nowadays it's all that person's crazy rather than like oh this person had an experience is it true or not type deal yeah that is an interesting point um i don't think i would normally make that one
1: well it's it to me what what, why i say is because I have been approached by people, you know, cause my Jeep, it's the Bigfoot, you know, the official Bigfoot research vehicle, the wandering ways podcast, because we've got to be out in nature to look for Bigfoot. And when I'm out there, people ask me all the time and they're almost hesitant to tell that story, but the younger kids, the younger generations aren't as much. No. It's that older generation of like, I don't want to be called crazy. I don't, I, you know, I don't know. I,
0: Yeah. Um, So another, let's get into another Bigfoot fact here. I love it. I love them. Um, So the eating habits of Bigfoot have been widely disputed. Some researchers suggest that Bigfoot may be vegetarian, while others believe that he is carnivore. And it has also been reported that Bigfoot has a thing for Kit Kat bars which that's the one i'm like what
1: and i i've heard twinkies too i've heard like they like desserts um maybe that's just maybe the bigfoot researchers like desserts and that's why maybe
0: also that's how you can that's how you can tell bigfoot's american (laughs) yeah twinkies exactly Exactly. and that's Yo, how we're gonna catch our tubby bigfoot
1: <laughs> exactly there you go there you go we're on to something here
0: we're just gonna on. go that's well i would say you know that's what we should do just go leave a bunch of twinkies out in the forest and just watch the style the pat, the like pile of twinkies but i think we would attract a lot of things if we just left twinkies
1: <laughs> right no yeah, yeah. We'd be like oh shit like what do we got you know well, that
0: would be interesting to see what the hell we caught, what you could catch with the Twinkie, probably a lot of possums for some reason.
1: Yeah, or I would say, yeah, just squirrels or rabbits, kind of just the yeah. first thing on the scene. I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb. And my my belief in Bigfoot, I think he's a vegetarian because I believe if he was a carnivore, that's where we would have more evidence of him, knowing that he's going and eating and and killing things um yeah that's where you might get them eating a human or killing a human um whereas like you don't hear about that as much you don't see you don't come across like a dead bear and be like what the heck killed this
0: yeah that's that's a good point i mean i i think so too um i think he's more you know more roots more kind of berries um that kind of i mean maybe he munches in on some bugs um yeah but
1: but more like a bear like a more omnivorous
0: yeah more um but not. i don't know i don't think they really do eat meat of any kind like even if they're scavenging
1: well and that's the thing is we've never really found one and i would like to see its teeth because yeah. their teeth are going to tell you if it's eaten meat or, or or grass, and I'm like I said, I, my guess is going to be more the grass, the plant, because that's what you see. Monkeys eat more so is the fruit, the grass. Yeah. Um, they, but I mean, they're also known to eat meat here and there too. So, I mean,
0: In, indeed, oh, indeed. So, moving on to another, this one can help you if you are ever confronted. By Bigfoot, apparently. I don't. This is also another one where I'm like, I don't know how much. Yeah. It goes against the storyline that uh, Bigfoot are relatively um, nonviolent creatures. But this one is, if you are confronted by Bigfoot, offer it food. Um, offering it food will provide you with an 80% chance of survival, while crying will provoke the animal to punch you in the face, according to bigfoot finder which is a website dedicated to spotting the creature
1: i'm interested in the 80 percent calculation where does, yeah, is it yeah the she- whole 80 20 thing is interesting to me too <laughs> oh what's the what's the day the, the data pool there in the yeah, like it's
0: off of uh, bigfoot finder which is a website
1: um, i know but is this like that could be one in four yeah. Or one in yeah. five.
0: It, it would be interesting to see where they got that number from. Because <laughs> 80 seems like, 80%, it seems like they just pulled that number out of their ass.
1: Well, and I, I understand the offering at food. It's, it's, it's probably that. why
0: they know they like Kit Kats is because someone's like, I don't have anything here, I have a Kit Kat. And the Bigfoot's like, damn, that's some good shit.
1: <laughs> you know, Jack Link's, I think, is the is the preferred <laughs> uh, big, big, big food. um but yeah no i agree i think i think he you give him food or it's like to me that's almost like an offering like mm-hmm. you're giving him like a like a peace offering there um that going back to the native you know when you go to a native community or native culture and you're gonna you're gonna use them for something like research or education education stuff always bring a gift always bring that offering and i could see that with the bigfoot mm-hmm. um being that type of way um i don't know i the other thing that that kind of interests me though is when we did talk with rick Rells about it he talks about the energy that these things put off and he does and you can you know i can feel the energy in the room when a conversation is going a certain way or you know, Mark's having a bad day because he dropped his phone in the water, and that's all he's focused on. You know, I can, I can, I can feel that energy you're putting off. Um, I know you don't drop your phone in the water,
0: but yeah, I don't, I don't think I've ever dropped my phone. <laughs> that's in the water. me.
1: That's me. <laughs> but you I'm, know, what I'm I mean. known
0: for having good energy. Is what I'm told. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but, but the, the whole there is the whole energy thing. Uh, we talked about it with. Um, with rick, rick where you reach that point where it's like nah i'm not going any farther because like that energy is just like nah
1: <laughs> and and we see that with i mean we we've had that experience with certain animals you know with the with bison and yellowstone where you're like nah mm-hmm. i'll step back you can have this um but but uh you know and i've had that energy with like dogs and cats of like you're giving me a vibe. I don't want to pet you. I don't want to be around you. Yeah. And I'm sure with, with the creature and the size of the creature, that energy is, is going to be bigger because you're going to you're, you, your your awareness is more aware, I guess, is a way of saying that. But in those moments, you know, you're you're going to feel that. You're going to be like, ah, this thing can probably run two, four, three, nine steps. And I, and he's there, you know. I I am three times as much steps to that point. I'm good.
0: <laughs> it's interesting you should point that out because Bigfoot has been theorized to run up to thirty five miles per hour. That's fast. Uh, well, yeah, that'd be that's pretty quick. Um, I do want to leave everyone with one kind of last little bit of uh, tidbit information because I think it's pertinent for right now and this time of year. If you are going out to look for uh, our boy big there. Um, March and April is Bigfoot mating season. This is the time that Bigfoot are looking for love. Um, So, you know, they could be a little bit more aggressive um, this time of year. So be out on the lookout. They're known to, they're theorized to mate similar to gorillas. If you're curious of how they do their thing. Um, But it is, in theory, this is their main season, so if you are going out, be careful. Um, don't make yourself look too good.
1: Um, well, on that note, you know, because I, I kind of see where we're headed here, I want to I drop. Uh, if you don't want to go look for Bigfoot, but you want to see some Bigfoot stuff, there's some good shows. There's some good movies you can watch. You know, there's Harry and the Hendersons. That's a uh, classic. Exactly, the missing link from 2019. That was a good one. Uh, Animation about Bigfoot being that missing link. In the 80s, there's a movie called Night of the Demon, uh, as well as Hell Night. In 2013, Willow Creek came out. Uh, In 2006, Abominable, Uh, probably talking about more so our, you know, the Bigfoot's cousin, the Yeti. Um, There's the Sasquatch Gang from 2006 um the legend of boggy creek from 1972 uh snow beast from 77 um there's tons you go to i i b B imbd or imdb.com you know the movie website you can search by sasquatch and bigfoot and you can find different ones you know 2015 fishing naked it's a comedy 3.9 stars out of i don't know there you go Um, uh, but
0: yes, no, we are getting to that point because it is time for me to be that guy as we are entering into our final words today. So that being
1: said, final words, my guy, you know, I have all my notes here and I don't even think we went through them all, which is crazy. Cause I was kind of, I was kind of like, are we going to be able to finish and talk about Bigfoot for an hour? And we are going to talk about him longer than an hour. Um, <laughs> today, it seems like, cause there's a lot, but we, you know, like I said, go check out our other episodes. Uh, we have some interesting Bigfoot ones. If you're not into Bigfoot one, go check out one of the national park ones. Cause that's probably what you're more into, but we like to have fun here. We like to go out into nature. We want to go look for things and find things we haven't found before and see things we haven't seen before. And that's the whole purpose of looking for Bigfoot from wandering ways is we would love to get out everywhere and go find everything we can you know i've been to yellowstone too many times to count and i've never seen a wolverine yet there's a guy from florida who's there for the first time and sees one you know there's only six in the park which is crazy when you do the numbers um just just like that you never know what you're going to see you got to get out to go see it you're not going to yes you can see things on the screen but i don't think that counts you know (laughs) just like just like seeing a, like, my thing is, like, you see the bear in the binoculars and it's a little dot on the hill. Oh, yeah, yeah, it counts, but does it? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah,
0: that's always your argument
1: is does it count actually? So, I don't know. I'm asking, I'm asking, and you guys let us know. Shoot us an email at wanderingwayspodcastgmail.com. W A N D E R I N G W A Y S P O D C A S T at gmail.com. Let us know what your definition of seeing a Bigfoot, if you have a Bigfoot story, what seeing an animal out in the wild is, how you count it, how you check it off the box, because we want to know. We'd love to hear from you. If you got great stories, we'd love to hear. Um, with that being said, Reverend, I'm going to toss you the torch.
0: Reverence, final words of wisdom, uh, stay beautiful, everybody. I uh, can't tell you how much I appreciate every single one of you for listening, sticking around for all that, um, you know, hearing about our boy Big. He's out there, you know, like Wayne Gretzky says, you miss the shots that you don't take. So you miss the opportunities of seeing Bigfoot for every trip you don't take out in the woods. So go out, check your local forest, your local park, whatever it is, get outside, check it out. Um, the weather's starting to get beautiful, and so it is worth getting outside. Um, especially if you have any plan for some summer trips, might have to get into shape for those summer trips. And now's the time to start.
1: Oh, uh, if you me. don't
0: wait, uh if you wait, you're never gonna catch up and you're gonna feel like shit and you're gonna throw up on the side of a mountain. Uh, but That being said, peace out everybody.